Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Nathan, welcome back. So good to see you. We are way overdue. This I like know. You, you've been running different. We've all been running different directions. And I, I rallied the troops. I rallied our... our are gathering today so that you could talk about something that mm-hmm. I think is extremely important in our community. Wonderful. In this library policy. Mm-hmm. And I told the church last week, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to get the goods on this. I'm going to get the guy that knows everything. So oh I, 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 I spoke <laughs> you up really big. No pressure. <laughs> no <Okay>. pressure. <laughs> yeah. But I know, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit off air just about this uh, policy. And I, you know, in general, I, not in general, I agree with this policy. But the, some of the feedback I've heard from some is that, well, it's not enough. And that's what you always hear, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've yeah. been in the politics for a long time, and right. you always hear, well, it's not the perfect thing. It's like, yeah, but it's this is really, really good in a really good direction, in my opinion. Yeah. I'd let you weigh I in on that. I fully agree yeah. with that assessment. And, and that's part of the challenge. When, when you deal as a Christian in a fallen world, yeah. uh, oftentimes— you're not going to get everything that you want. But the thing is to try to figure out how to get what you can accomplish to protect as many people as possible. And so I think that there's been a lot of work uh, done, and I'm appreciative. Now, what I'm going to do is kind of tell tell people what I think I know, and then you fix anything that I might be off on. Good. Okay. Okay, so this this policy, it came from the school board. Mm And uh, they, I don't know, it's right now, so we're in October right now. I think they're voting on it in November. And what so. they're waiting for public feedback, public comment, I think, mm-hmm. and, and some support or whatever. But this is the proposal is, is that instead of what's historically been, been done for the last hunk of time, I don't know how long, is an opt-out policy. In mm-hmm. other words, if there was a library book that that you or your your family didn't didn't care for it or whatever you'd have to opt your child out of that that particular book the way I understand it right now what they've done is said okay well why don't we do something different why don't we have an opt in policy in other words um, if a parent a parent has to choose and there's four different ways you can opt in mm-hmm. and and I can run through those real quick um, the uh, the you can opt in to say um, uh, no access to materials containing any sexu- sexually explicit material. So no access. The, another way you can opt in to say is the parent and guardian limited access. Number three is open access. In other words, they can my kid can check out any book. And then number four would be no access. Mm-hmm. My kid can check cannot check out any book. Right. So the the opt in gives the here's the thing I like about it. It gives the power into the hands of the parent. Agreed. The, and that's what, yeah. you know, when we were interviewing school board uh, members, we we right. interviewed anybody that wanted to. Remember yeah, that? And this was a big issue. It was. And, and mm-hmm. I remember you asking this same this very question about, you know, where does the, who who do we serve? Absolutely. And and you, you really made, uh, there were several that made a good case for, you know, we've got to have parental in, involvement. Right. And those that kind of believe that, well, this this board does now. Yes. It, it's, uh, the, the, the power has shifted. Yeah. I am too. 
Yeah. I'm just amazed. And and here's and one of the things I want to I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it a couple more times because I'm a preacher. I can do that. I can say things I like three or four times yes. and finally drive that home. <laughs> I want people to get to stand with our school board members. Yeah, because they need our support. You know, we we elect them, and then basically go out there and say, well, good luck, have courage, stand strong. Right. Well, we need to come along and say, hey, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Right. And that means a lot. Right. It means a lot to me. I mean, I, you know, I have a I have a strong stance for Israel, and I I always appreciate when someone comes along and say, hey, I'm I'm with you, man. Thanks for saying something. Right. Those mean a lot, even though it wouldn't change my mind, mm-hmm. but it does it does kind of I don't know boisture that courage that uh, mm-hmm. you know you got you got somebody standing there. So mm-hmm. I think that's really one of the whys that we're doing this today. I want people to understand what this is, yeah, and then stand with our. Uh, if you agree with it, you know, stand, make your stand. May I pitch in on that very issue? Go for it. Just today, I talked to one of those school board members, okay. and they were talking about how there's a lot going on, and it's really good to hear from from people who are supportive of these measures. Right. And uh, I said, well, just know this. This is something that the entire community is watching. Okay. And you may hear from some of the radical left people quite a lot on issues like this because this is their stand-in for religion oftentimes. Oh, yeah. But the vast majority of people in this community and across the nation lean in favor of empowering parents, knowing right. that parents are the ones that are responsible for, for their children. Absolutely. So, so I think it it just doubles down on your point. We need to let them know that we're okay, behind them. So I think one of the reasons that, um, I mean, I would think that everybody would say, sure, give the power to the parents. But there's a there's a whole group of people that don't right. want that. Exactly. They want the power to the state. Is that who has the power? In who? essence, yes. Yeah, and this goes all the way back to John Dewey, who wanted to empower um essentially state educators, yeah. remember government employees, empower government employees and give them more responsibility over your children than the, than the people who actually birthed them and brought them into the world. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and just to be clear, I want everybody to get this. We're not talking about curriculum in classrooms. Right. We're not talking about uh, other content. We're not even talking about health class or anything. Mm-hmm. This is These are library books right. that are you have to determine whether you opt in or... You know, that's the, or they're going to keep the policy, which is yet mm-hmm. an opt out policy, or do we adopt this new policy, which is an opt in policy mm-hmm. with four different options? That's right. And and one of those options is say, hey, I don't, my kid can have all access. Well, that, that's an option. That but is an option. But at least the parent yeah. has made that decision. Right. Right. I, I think this is, um, I think it's brilliant on a couple of levels. And this, this is where I want to really want you to weigh in on because I think anytime you hear, hear the word, um, you know, if you take books and you cherry pick, oh, I don't want this book or that, you get the word book banning gets thrown out right. there. But that right. that word is sounds benign, but there's some legislative power behind that, right? Or right. You can it, be sued for book banning kind of thing. Right. If it was genuine book banning. Okay, but for this. Tell me. I, I really this. appreciate So, you know, Galen, when we talk a r- about a real book ban, people use that term to try to elicit a certain image. Hmm. We know of that from the 1930s uh, with the Nazis and book bannings. There's famous footage of right. tens of thousands of Nazi youths with books throwing them into massive bonfires. Right. Uh, interestingly enough, those kids were doing that not at the behest of Hitler, but at the behest of a number of college students hmm. that were trying to figure out what Hitler thought, what they thought Hitler might want banned in, in, in situations like that. That's a real book ban. Yeah. You know, it's sure. really interesting. They banned some books simply because they weren't in German. 
But when we talk about mm. book bannings, especially as a Christian, we Christians, if we know our history, are very familiar with it. There used to be uh, a list of banned books from a very super dominant kind of church. It was called the Index Librorium Prohibitum. It literally was the list of prohibited books. Okay. And so it was anything that would disagree with their specific uh, worldview. So, and the people that suffered through mm. that the most were primarily uh, what we would call today evangelical uh, Christians. They knew what book bans were. And then we have in our own history great heroes like William Tyndale, uh, who was burned at the stake with his books, namely the Bible he right. had translated right. because he wanted the plowboy to be able to read it for himself. Right. Or you have a few centuries before that um, or prior to that, you have uh, Jan John Huss who was burned at the stake in Bohemia, surrounded by his books. That's a real book ban. Yeah. You look at wow. um, uh, other times where the famous painting of Martin Luther, who is basically standing up and saying that I can do no other, my conscience binds me. Mm -hmm. In the famous painting, his hand is pointing at a stack of books that were on the floor because the books were being banned. If anybody knows about book bannings, it is Christians. For sure, that's the true. The opposite of, a, of what these people are calling book bannings is occurring today. Is... And we know our history, and yeah. we know how hypocritical that term is because we've actually lived through Experience it. That, yeah. A book ban would be, for instance, anytime someone says that there is a book ban in the United States of America, you can type that book into your computer, go to Amazon, and buy it. It's not a book ban. Okay. So in essence, when we're talking about quote-unquote book bans, that it, this was an effort started by the American Library Association in about 1978 or so. And uh, what it became, though, as the radical left took it over was something that a professor years ago uh, by the name of Daniel Borston, he wrote an entire book on this. He was a professor at University of Chicago, and he called it a pseudo-event. And he was trying to describe something that was happening, really kind of the mad men of Madison Avenue, you know, uh, people that would get behind uh, some big product and really try to push that product and make it famous all over the world. Okay. But sometimes they would create a pseudo event. And what that meant was, this is not an actual event, but we're going to make it seem like an event until everybody believes it is an event. Oh, wow. And so one of the ways in which I, I've seen this described before, a pseudo event a guy named David Kadavi describes uh, four characteristics of a pseudo-event. First of all, a pseudo-event is planned. It isn't spontaneous. Okay. People are not necessarily angry because they can't get a hold of pornography in schools. But people are trying to push a particular political agenda. And so they'll, they'll literally, the ALA, the American Library Association, will come along and call something a banned book event. And oftentimes then take those, quote, banned books and put them out in front of everybody and advertise them. Oh, gotcha. You, if it was a banned book, you can't advertise it. Oh, but wow. this is a planned, not spontaneous event. This isn't a banned book. Secondly, huh. pseudo events are created for the purpose of being reported. Uh, yeah, sure. It's so Just make the news. Right, exactly. Right. It's like uh, um, a pseudo event 
say back when uh, uh, Daniel Borston was creating this uh, or coming up with this term, it would be where, say, someone with a uh, uh, has this very fancy purse and they want everybody to buy the purse. And so they call this special press conference together and they make it sound like everybody that is anybody is going to be at this press conference. And so they're introducing an, uh, an event, uh, an item. They're making it an event. But the only thing is when you get there, they could have done the same thing by putting it in a store window. Mm. But by trying to make it something Bigger special, than it was, right, right. Okay, is created so, for the purpose so, of reporting. So when they, when we say, okay, I'm a, there's a, there's some books that I've seen, mm-hmm. you've seen, yeah, and it's like, okay, in my opinion, that is is pornographic. Maybe it's cartoon drawings or whatever it is, but it's it's pornographic material. Right. And I would I would wish that that book was not in our library. Yeah. If I would wish that and say or try to say, we need to keep that out of the hands of kids. Would does that legally is that book banning? Is that what you're so or is it a pseudo event or it's that, not legally that it's it okay, is a pseudo event. They're trying event. to make it look like it is. Yeah, so um okay. so let me let me pull something up that talks just about this. When we talk about uh, a banned books week, um what we're looking at is what the ALA will describe to people as a quote banned book is something that is a challenged book. Um, normally when a parent will call a school or something like that and say, hey, I have, I'm very concerned about this particular book. Um, could you guys review that? Right. Well, suddenly that reported book in their list becomes a banned book because a parent was concerned about it. Okay. Now that's how that they're reporting this in the uh, banned books week. When you get into the, drill into the numbers of how many books are actually being banned, um, let me see here. Uh, they, cause, because they've tried to paint themselves as the rescuers of civilization, oh, you I know, see. as though we're all trying to burn down the library of Alexandria, okay. you know, it's wow. just kind of silly. Oh, but, yeah. uh, whenever they talk about this, uh, Nicole Chavez writing for CNN tells us that book bans in public schools rose by 33% last academic school year. Now that sounds really bad, but, um, And then this is just continuing with her quote. She writes this, many efforts targeting titles perceived as, and they put these scare quotes around it, sexual or scare quotes, inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the interesting thing. These literally are highly graphic, sexual, and truly inappropriate. You don't put quote marks around that. Anybody who's actually looking at it would say, yeah, that that's sexual and that's very inappropriate. I see what you're saying though. They they're taking this and turning it on the person. Like if I come up and say, "Hey, uh, this this book. Not only do I want to opt out my child from this book, but yeah. this shouldn't even be in the library." Yeah, they're gonna then they'll make a big deal. Okay, right. they're trying to ban a book. Yeah, you know, I I've actually seen this happen, and and I didn't realize. All this is is behind it. Yeah. Go ahead and finish your thought here. I'd like to. I'm going to go to a, one more thing here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it'll weigh into that. Okay. So, so what we're what they talk about is they tracked the ALA supposedly. They tracked three thousand instances in okay. thirty three states, uh, saying that there were these these uh, objective or these books that were being objected to, mind you, by parents. Okay. Yeah. And so, when we take a closer look into this. Um, it means that every time, this is from the article, every time any parent suggested that a single book might be inappropriate, they declared, uh, that is declared to be an effort to, quote, ban a book. I'll be darned. Wow. Yeah. And we're told that in Florida, they had the highest number of, quote, unquote, book bans. Mind you, now it, that's an appropriate 
quotation mark because that's not a book ban. That's someone saying, "Hey, uh, I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned sure. about this." Sure. Yeah, that Florida had the highest number at 1,400 quote unquote bans. That's about half, by the way. And we're told that more than any other state, Texas, which had the most bans last year, quote bans, last year had the second highest number this year uh, with 625 instances. Hmm. In every one of these, they're not actually banned. These are parents having a concern. Just bringing it up. Yeah. Right. So wow. this is, a de- by definition, a pseudo event. Yes. It's not even related to reality. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the... Uh, the fact of the matter, okay, so here's what I like about this policy. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say the name of the policy again. It's it's a Laramie County School District 1. It's uh, Chapter 7, Section 21, mm-hmm. Draft Library Policy. Mm-hmm. So it's a draft right now. There, It's not a policy. It's a, a proposal. Instead of opting kids out mm-hmm. of a certain book, you are having to say, I want to opt in. Now, here's what I like about this. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about it is that now parents are should be curious and go, well, what am I opting them into? Right. And maybe this will give some exposure to some of the books that we've seen that right. we know they're in these libraries. Right. And and some of this stuff, the content of this is just, this should not be in the hands of kids. Right. Uh, youth, I mean, it's like, um, and so what they've done, I think a brilliant thing. They said, okay, we're just going to put the opting in means we're going to give the power to the parent. And you guys can choose. Uh, you can you can completely opt your your kid in and say no access to materials containing sexual content, mm-hmm. or you can uh, have a limited content, or you can have all content, open access, mm-hmm. or finally no access. And right. so this is that's the brilliance I think of this, and it stays away from the even the terms book banning. Right. But what it's going to do, I think, it wouldn't be as a parent, I'd, I'd be. Well, what am I opting in? What show me that book? Right. What are you talking about there? And when you see it, I I think most reasonable people would say, okay, that's not appropriate for that's this right. age of child, okay, right. a young person. Now, the thing that's interesting, and in as this continues to go on, I'm not going to read it all, but they do have a place in here where they they have a uh, an article that says they can. Um, there's a way to bring books up to say for review. Mm-hmm. And apparently, this is what I understand. You can weigh in on this one. Apparently, the the interim superintendent or the new superintendent, whatever that role, whatever the title is right now. Interim for now, yeah. Is interim. Um, is actually working on a way to to process those, which yeah. I thought that's a positive thing. Right. It seems to me. Do, it is. Do you want to weigh in on I that part? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what I appreciate, first top line messaging is this that they are making sure the parents are empowered in yep. the entire process. So right. all four of those have parental involvement. Right. And that's really good. Rather than a parent uh, being told that the best thing in the world is to turn your children over to a government employee, Trust us, yeah. it's so much better for you to understand that Let this is a it. partnership. You bet. These are your kids. So yeah, you're right. So you have those four options. And then secondly, if it when it comes time, if you do see something that maybe should be placed on that parented limited access yeah. uh, list, yeah. then then you can actually, there's a mechanism that's being talked about right. uh, so that you can do that. And you're right. I've heard some people complain, you know, a little bit. And in some of it I get one person actually on, on one end said, oh, you know what? Uh, this is too convoluted. We should just make them all opt in. Mm. You know, rather than, and I get that argument. And then other people are saying, no, there shouldn't be 
it should be opt out only. Mm-hmm. And so some, one of the things you come to the conclusion of is there's no way to please everyone at the same time. Right. Uh, but I think that they've worked really hard. Uh, and this is an effort that actually began before this last, the last election for school board members. Mm-hmm. As a lot of people across the community for the last number of years have been saying, something's wrong. We know something's wrong. And then as people grew aware of the issue, they wound up electing at least three individuals that were very keen on joining at least two others who were wanting to make sure parents were empowered in this process. Right. That, that to me is the brilliance of this whole thing right. because then parents at least have, have some kind of, of, of control or awareness. Right. And so they can at least talk about these, these things with the, with the kids. And, and what I still, I'm going to say it again, I want parents to, I want these parents to open these books up. Right. It's like, don't take my word for it. They probably mm-hmm. think, okay, you're a preacher. So yeah. you probably think, you know, it's like, no, you, this is not appropriate material. Yeah. Now, here's something I've heard because I get on my soapbox every once mm-hmm. in a while. It's like, well, yeah, but you know that kids have access to this on their phone. So why are you even worried about it in the library? <laughs> I'll give you my answer, and you, I know you'll have sure, a better one. go ahead. But it's like yeah. the library is a school public place. Yeah. We put a lot of stock in our – as a kid, you know, you have – your teachers were your heroes. Right. And if in your library and you trusted in your library, this is something we trust. And there's not a filter. And we as an adult, I have a better filter. Right. I realize that, you know, there's some I need to have some filters. The kids are saying, well, this is what the library says. And so there's an authority mm-hmm. placed on our school system that that book maybe or in that that content might be even weightier in that coming from that library, public mm-hmm. or not public, the school library. Mm-hmm. Then you find something on on the internet or something. It's like, well, yeah, but I know that's that's out of bounds. I shouldn't be looking at this. This is like the school says it's okay. Right. That's my answer. Do you have a thought think, on this? I think you're right. Definitely the way we phrase it. So Wyoming Family Alliance, we put together a, a video on this very subject. Okay, uh, about a month and a half ago, and uh, it's had uh, massive in, impact. Good. Um, but one of the things we talked about was a library has for a long time, by parents at least been considered a safe space. Sure. You could drop your children off and have a reasonable expectation that if the child stayed in a children's section, normally with their parent, that they weren't going to be running into sexually explicit material that was inappropriate for a child. Very good. And and yet over the last, and really since about 2007, you see it begin to accelerate where um, the American Library Association has multiple awards, one of which is called the Stonewall Award, which is a massive award for um, uh, people who put out LGBTQ plus uh, uh, A, all the other uh, mm-hmm. things, um, to produce more and more content for children. Right. And so you look at this concerted effort, and parents, as they see this playing out, they're thinking this is something that needs to be addressed. And so it what should have been a safe space, right. and by many people you know, on the left, they want safe spaces for people, but they've eliminated a spa- safe space for children and for families, oh, that's, and that's, that's a major problem. I knew your answer would be better. Anyway, I like oh, it. No. I like your answer a lot, and that's right. We do need to have those safe spaces. But I would, I would say, I, I really want parents. They need, you know, these books that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. They try to show these in, yeah. in uh, school boards across this land, right? right? And right. they get 
they get ejected because it's like, no, you can't read that or you can't right. show that here. It's like, well, <laughs> right. why is it in our library? Right. Does, where does the logic yeah. come through on that? The, 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 the illogic of that. So you're, you're spot on. When you, when you have a parent who is reading a book um, in, a, in a public meeting, right. uh, why then would that book be squelched in a public meeting? Well, it's because a child may potentially be listening to that. Well, yeah, exactly. So why then would we let them read that? <laughs> why, why do we let them? You know, so and I think the vast majority of Americans, this is the reason why this has become such a visceral reaction from so many Americans today. It's because they know in their heart that this is wrong. This is not right. Yeah. This is where a certain group with uh, uh, undermining uh, people with this, quote, pseudo event, uh, they're they're doing this and it needs to be stopped. Right. And so, well, and the and the one thing, and I appreciate the fact that there's a lot of people watching. You know mm-hmm. what uh, Family Alliance is doing, what you're doing in in Wyoming, and you're seeing a lot of interest. I think people are waking up. Yes, and I think we've been we've been right. snoozing a little bit here at the wheel. Right. At at some of this, just parents even, ah, it'll be fine. It's probably fine. It's like they have slipped in things. Parents, you got to wake up. Right. You got to go. You need to look at this stuff right. yourself, and you need to make sure that you you know you opt in on this and say, wait, you look at the material and say, yep, that's fine, or nope, not access to this book. Right. And they're giving you an option to have this power, and uh, they the school board. I think yeah. Nathan, I'm going to just say, I think the school board needs. Needs your support. You That's need right. to go online, and yeah. and I would like for you to show sure. us how to get there, mm-hmm. and and just say, hey, I support the opt-in policy, or I support that it's actually called Chapter Seven, Section Twenty-One, uh, Library Policy, and mm-hmm. uh, and tell, just say that in yeah. general, and then I w- I actually went through and and typed a little note to each one of the each uh, school board member saying, hey, mm-hmm. I I support the opt-in policy, and I appreciate your uh, attempt to preserve the the innocence of children. Right, and uh, I had several of them fire back say, "Hey, thanks for your support." That's good. So it, it's meaning something to them. That's right. All right, so you've got it right in front of you. Tell tell people how to get there. Well, so the website is laramie1.org. Okay. Uh, another thing in your browser, you can simply type in Laramie County School District number one. Okay. And you'll get there, laramie1.org. On the front page, you have uh, if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see three things right together. You'll see uh, a place where there's a board of trustees. You can look at documents and everything else. Next to that is a navy blue box, and it says public comment on Chapter 7, Section 21, Draft Library Policy. And it's very simple to fill out. You, ha- you need to put your name in there, and then they will ask if you're an actual Cheyenne resident. Okay. And so that's a good thing. Make yep. sure that you don't have people from Germany sure. uh, typing yeah. in. And so just, just fill that out. That is really good, and ex- express your support for the opt-in uh, policy. And uh, there's a lot a lot more details there. But if you want to actually read the policy you and I have been looking yes, at today, click on that Board of Trustees um, document there, or, or the little box. And then it, sadly, and if anyone from the board is listening, it is a little convoluted for, for people to get here. Yeah. But if you click on, right up at the top, it says meeting information on the Board Docs website. If you click on it, it says Board Docs. You click through, and when you get there, it takes a little while for everything to load. You can look at, on the right, there's documents. 
the one that we're looking at today is the 2023 September 26th legal notice, a 45-day review, board policy, Chapter 7, Section 21. Click on that. And even as you click it on that, it's hard to find. I mean, you have one. to look through this <laughs> thing to find it. I, <laughs> so it isn't the easiest, but there is yeah. a document down toward the bottom of that page. That, I know. Then you have to click another thing. Yeah, when find, you scroll yeah. over it, uh, you'll finally get yeah, to it. Yeah, that, that could be easier to access. But, but, uh, uh, I hope I hope we've unpacked it enough. Yes, I think. But so. also, you I just saw there uh, all the faces of the school board, and they have their um, email right underneath it. Yeah. And what I did is I just clicked on each one of those and just said, "Hey, fired them off. Yeah. Hey, I support this. Thanks for your stance for innocence of children. Right. And I said, put my name. So I here's what I think. I think that we need to wake up, mm-hmm. but I also think that we need to be courageous because I yeah. know sometimes we're afraid we want to be out there. Listen, the school board, there's a, there's a group of, there's a group of them that are standing strong, mm-hmm. being very courageous. That's right. And I've, I've talked to a couple of them too, and they're, they're taking some arrows. Right. We need, the church needs to step up. That's right. And we need to stand with them and say, Hey, we're, we're with you. Proud of you. Hang in there. And this is, this is a good policy. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, I mean, somebody on the, on the other side of this, you know, that disagrees, it's like, well, all we're doing is giving it the power into the parents. I right. don't understand how anybody right. could uh, could not care for that. But anyway, that's... Well, there's a couple things, ahead. too. Uh, uh, one thing, as you look at these people's names and as you email them, one wonderful thing to do is to pray for them, too. Yeah, they need our sure. prayer. Yeah. And it, even if they're in opposition to us, um, you know, we're supposed to be a person that prays for them yeah. uh, who are in leadership. But the other thing, too, the overarching mes- message at the end of the day is this. The public square is supposed to be a neutral space. Mm-hmm. We know that to be true, right? Uh, we, we're, many times we're told you can't just go and start proselytizing right. on, the, uh, on the campus of the, right. of the school. So it's supposed to be a neutral space. And so whenever you find a group that acts outraged that uh, um, we will not accept them pushing their worldview on us in the, in the public square, we still have the opportunity to reach back and say, well, I thought this was supposed to be a neutral space. Right. That's a good point. And so the exact opposite is true, though, if they are uh, having the opportunity to push their ideas. And so when we look at this, I believe that this actually is good for all sides on this subject. I agree. This is a very uh, carefully thought out path, and I think that we should support it. I want to say one final thing, and then yeah. we'll, we'll close. But I, you know, also in that, when you get in that that uh, public square, mm-hmm. you know, as a Christian, I there's sometimes a Christian speak and it's like, okay, I agree with that person, but I would never say it like that, yeah. right? Or, or with that right. tone or whatever. It's like, listen, those of you that, if you don't get so amped on this, just get in the public square, speak truth in love. That's mm-hmm. our instruction to mm-hmm. all things. And just say, this is what I believe. I, I, I believe in the this policy. I stand with this policy. And that's really all we need to do. We that's don't right. need to be... We don't need to be amped. I think right. we just need to be united. Yeah. And I think we need to we need to be courageous. Speak the truth in love. There you go. Absolutely. So as you leave, I'm going to challenge you. We've said this every time we leave here. In this particular issue, I believe that we need to step up and we need to be strong and very courageous. God bless you guys. <laughs>